Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Slice of Life right here on the far end of the radio. We're so happy to have you on board, and I appreciate you tuning in each and every week. If you miss any shows or would like to hear a show again, please feel free to go to ESPN1520.com where all of the Slice of Life shows are archived for your listening pleasure. Uh, and today we have a busy show. In fact, we're going to be talking about the Niagara Grape and Wine Festival north of the border that's coming up in just a few weeks. And it's a fun thing to do in January when all the uh, holiday hubbub is over. Certainly something to look forward to in January. And then later we'll check out the real estate market with Eric Winkelhofer. You may have hear- heard his commercials, Think Wink. Well, we're going to talk to one of the winks himself. Eric Winkelhofer will be in the house to talk about the local real estate scene and what to expect in 2020. But first, it's a pleasure to bring on for the first time Corey Rorison. Corey is the business development manager for the Niagara Grape and Wine Festival. Good morning, Corey. Good Welcome morning. to the show. Thank you for having me. And cheers. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I love talking about wine on a Saturday morning. Perfect. It's five o'clock somewhere, right? <laughs> the old saying goes. Absolutely. So, the Niagara Wine Festival, I was uh, poking around on your website this morning and I loved the the tagline that you folks have. Uh, it's Canada's coolest wine festival. So uh, tell us a little about the origins of the Niagara Wine Festival. Sure. And by the way, it runs from January 10th through the 26th. Correct. The, um, well, the, the Niagara Wine Festival started in 1951. It's uh, the Grape and Wine Festival. It's Canada's oldest and largest wine fest that we have in the country. Uh, so we're really proud of that. And it's just across the border in uh, primarily in St. Catharines, but it runs throughout the region. And then over the years, um, it expanded and we created the Niagara Ice Wine Festival, which is happening, as you mentioned, in a few weeks. And we also have the uh, uh, Homegrown Festival in June, which celebrates uh, the newly released uh, vintages of that time of the year. And, uh, and then, of course, in September, we, o- we have the, uh, the Fall Fest. New for 2020, we're actually uh, launching a, another festival called Spring Sparkles. And uh, it's going to be highlighting the sparkling wine that we produce in our uh, our region, which is spectacular oh, as well. Oh, it really—it's probably my favorite thing are the the bubbles too, and yes. it's so festive and sparkling, and uh, it really pairs well with a lot of different things. So uh, for this, it, Corey, it must be fun for you as the business development manager to have different things to look forward to throughout the course of the calendar year. Absolutely, yeah, and, and especially in January. Yeah, it keeps us busy. Um, the Niagara Ice Wine Festival. Um, it's actually in 2020. It's going to be our 25th anniversary, so oh. we're really um, kicking up a notch with uh, with respect to the special events that we're we're hosting. Um, the Ice Wine Festival, the signature experience is the Discovery Pass program, where uh, consumers uh, buy a Discovery Pass and they have eight taste experiences. So it encourages the uh, consumers to go to the wineries in the Niagara region, uh, see the estates themselves, sample their finest wines, including ice wine and get a little uh, food pairing with it as well. So it's it's a nice way to explore wine country. Um, and we also have the Niagara Ice Wine Gala, which is the sort of the kickoff for the, uh, the Ice Wine Festival. And that's on Friday, December 10th. And that's going to be located at the Fallsview Casino and Resort. So it's kind of a black tie 
sort of a, a, a red carpet affair. So it's a, it's a lot of fun, and we showcase all the wines there. January 10th, do you mean? That's correct, yes. No, December. Sorry, did I say December? Yeah. yeah. January, January 10th, 10th. My 10th. Yeah. So that's really the first day of this event. And yes. what a wonderful way to kick it off with a gala like that. And mm-hmm. uh, Is it black tie? Is it people black are, are dressed in tuxes oh, and gowns yeah. and yeah, it's a big to do? Yes, absolutely. So it's uh, it's really formal and uh, it showcases all the culinary uh, expertise at the Fallsview Casino, uh, their chefs. Uh, we have all of our wine partners there pouring uh, their finest wines as well as ice wines. It's an all-inclusive ticket, so it's all you can eat, all you can drink. So oh. it's a lot of fun. It sounds like a wonderful way to, to kick off the event. So for folks who are uninitiated, Corey, how long would you need, do you think, to attend this? You mentioned different uh, vineyards and different places, estates. Right. Uh, if I'm planning to come up for this event over the, the 10th through the 26th of next month, uh, how much time should I set aside? Well, the great thing about it, uh, especially with the Discovery Pass program, is that it does carry over three weekends. So it runs Friday and Saturday and Sundays, and it's uh, the the timing is 11 till 5, and that's basically the operating powers of the wineries themselves. Uh, but what's great about it is that the Discovery Passes can be shared between a group. Uh, you, you don't have to go to all eight in one day. You can share it over a course of a weekend, come up and stay overnight in uh, Niagara-on-the-Lake or in St. Catharines or and you know what I mean? It just makes m- more of a, a weekend out of it. Um, and even if you didn't get to uh, use your Discovery Pass uh, entirely on one weekend, you can come up the next weekend or give it to a friend. So it's it's truly flexible in Flexible for sure. Yeah. And I love the idea of, you know, we always think about going south in the winter. But how about going north in the winter? Like this, it's so well planned out. I to enjoy. Um, really wonderful. And as you mentioned today, it only took you about an hour to get here from St. Catharines, right? Yeah, it's not no too big far deal. at all. And you know what, uh, you know, being in this area, whether it's Western New York, Southern Ontario, we're certainly used to the snow. And uh, we're really excited to actually launch a new event for the uh, 25th anniversary, and that's the uh, Snow Globe Soiree. So this is a, uh, a dining series that we're launching in Niagara Falls, at the brink of the falls itself. And it's going to be uh, dome dining. So uh, <laughs> consumers will sit inside a little dome. It looks like a snow globe, literally. Yes. Uh, and we have tables of uh, six up to eight, and we cater it with Niagara's Best Chefs. Each weekend, we feature a different uh, chef. We have uh, ice wines and table wines as well. Uh, but it's, it's really about the experience, and we wanted to bring an outdoor experience to Niagara Falls itself. Um, so it's we're really excited about it. What a fabulous idea. It's a domed dining event, mm-hmm. as your uh, brochure says, your booklet here, which has a lot of great information and photos. And, and the snow globe, it truly does look like a little igloo snow globe. That's right. Uh, obviously heated. Very much heated. <laughs> You'll be Absolutely. comfortable as you dine on this fabulous food and enjoy some uh, world-class vino. Uh, three-course meal prepared by one of Niagara's most celebrated chefs while taking in the falls. That's right. So it's certainly a room with a view. Uh, in the snow globe. I love this. And you have two seatings too, which is nice. I like to eat later. Okay. So people can eat at either 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. Uh, Thursday through Sunday. And That's that, right. that runs January 16th through February 16th. That's right. We're running it five weekends. So basically mid-January to mid-February, including Valentine's weekend. So uh, yeah, the sales are going great. So if, uh, if it's something you're interested in, uh, just definitely get onto our website right away and book your pod. We're selling them uh, as a complete unit so up to six people six people and if there is you know if your party is a little bit larger just contact us directly we might be able to accommodate Um, but yeah and then the uh it's basically works out to be about 175 dollars canadian per person so roughly about 150 us Um, great time to do it with the exchange yeah yeah yeah, absolutely 
We're talking with Corey Rorison, who is the business development manager of the Niagara Grape and Wine Festival. A lot of great things happening just north of the border. And when I think about ice wine, Corey, I think about sweet dessert wines. Is that a bit of a misnomer, or do you think that's an accurate representation of ice wine? No, it's it's pretty accurate. Uh, ice wine itself is uh, what we were able to uh, trademark it, and uh, it is unique uh, product that we produce. Uh, basically, the grapes are left on the vines and it well past harvest into the uh, freezing months of January until it's minus 10 degrees Celsius for 48 hours. Mm. So basically frozen solid. And then the grapes are uh, harvested and crushed outside in that frigid time, uh, temperature. And it produces a very small yield of juice. And it's uh, very, very high in the uh, bricks level or the sugar content. Yes. Where regular wines are maybe one or two on the sugar. Uh, ice wines are about 30. But it wow. creates a very amazing dessert wine truly and, uh, unique oh yeah it's really really good and it's great as an aperitif with uh, sparkling wine as well and right yeah so we're really proud of it and it is getting uh, worldwide recognition so um in fact uh, forbes just posted uh one of uh the best uh wine festivals in in north america was ours so we're, we're really really proud of that so it's great when you have this sort of international reputation yeah. do you find uh, when you have events like this Corey, that people come from all over Absolutely. I mean, we do have a strong base in Niagara and certainly Western New York. We uh, were very, um, uh, I guess, proud support of local. Uh, but we do have international visitors coming from all over, certainly to Niagara Falls. So, uh, yeah, it's gathering speed and we're, we're, we're ramping up for it. So. And how do you get tickets for these events? What's the best way to go about that? Easy. Is it online? Absolutely. Easiest thing is uh, go to our website, niagarawinefestival.com. Tickets are downloadable uh, right there. We also sell discovery passes actually at all the participating wineries and they're all listed on our website. So if you happen to be over and maybe you don't get cell service, you can purchase them right there on site. Oh, that's a great point too. And and as I said, when we opened, Corey, it's Canada's coolest wine festival. So do you specifically as business development manager try to come up with ideas to kind of capitalize on the cold weather and not feel like people should shun it and stay indoors until may or june <laughs> absolutely no we, we embrace the cold in canada and certainly in western new york and, yes uh, uh you know we, we find it's a bit of a winter wonderland and why not at this time of year we have an opportunity to sample some uh, premium wine products and enjoy the snowy weather that we really don't have control over and it's True. just more like let's embrace it and have some fun with it exactly and i love how you refer to ice wine as canada's liquid gold liquid gold and as you mentioned because you it yields so little juice when the harvest takes place in those frigid temperatures that's why you often see ice wine in these smaller narrow bottles is that right that's right yeah there's just not it doesn't produce that much quantity so it's uh, and they're all hand pressed so it's that's why the price is a little bit higher than normal wines but right uh, that's why it's a premium product so well do you have a favorite i'm always curious i mean you work in the business and you promote these events what are some of your favorites uh well what varietals that we're known for in the niagara region and that's you know your chardonnay um pinot noir we have um great uh uh, uh cab franc and when it comes to uh, ice wine there's only a handful that are popular like the vidal uh, but uh, one of the most popular would be the uh, Cab Franc ice wine. It's it's a red one, and it's has hints and well, very strong notes of strawberries. So it's, it's really really nice. The others, the whiter, uh, sorry, the white ice wines have um, sort of honey and and uh, fruit flavor to them. So it's they're just exceptional. It's hard to pinpoint one over the other. They're all amazing. And plus, it's hard to pinpoint good pairings with it, right? Because there are so many things, foods and desserts. Not necessarily just desserts, but other things that pair well. Uh, throughout the course. Yeah, I mean, one of the best pairings with ice wine, to be honest, is chocolate. 
and that's well known. But one of the other ones is uh, blue cheese. So, oh, really? Yeah, it's exceptional. Is yeah, it so. just because you have those contrasting flavors? That's right, yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, that's it's, it. You get that sweet and savory. And, you know, and Corey, it's interesting that you say that because you see so many types of food now that involve that sweet sour mix. And I think people's palates, people have become much more discerning in the way they eat and what they want to eat. So sure. I think for you to, to mention that is a great idea because, and I imagine that you'll see this in some of the dinners, right, where they'll put the blue cheese with the ice wine, along with, of course, traditional things like desserts and chocolate. Absolutely. We're, we're planning on ho- uh, having that at the Snow Globe Soiree as well. We have a Snow Globe Lounge, and we're going to have uh, ice wine flights, and we're going to have them paired with uh, these types of food items so that you can really experience and get the sensory experience of it. So Great. It's 25 years and going strong. I commend you on 25 years of you know, coming up with great ideas and activities in the dead of winter. The Niagara Ice Wine Festival, Canada's coolest, literally, wine festival, is January 10th through the 26th of next year. Can you believe we're talking 2020? Corey, I wish you all the best. One last plug. How can people find information? Uh, actually, just go to our website, NiagaraWineFestival.com. All the information's there. All the tickets are downloadable, and it's uh, it couldn't be simpler. Makes it nice and easy. Thank you so much for coming in Thank this morning. So much. Appreciate it. Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. Mary Beth and Lou Billetier want to welcome you to Chefs on the Go, home of the world-famous Spaghetti Parm at their new location inside Williamsville Place, Sheridan Drive in Amherst. Enjoy a select menu of Chefs' most popular dishes with their famous bread and sauce. With lunch specials served from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily, order online at ilovechefsonthego.com or call 633-8646. Eat in, take out, or drive in to get your order from our convenient pickup window. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. Enjoy the great taste of Chefs on the Go. Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. Now back to your hostess with the mostess, Brenda Alacy. And welcome back to this edition of Slice of Life on your Saturday morning. I know it's a busy time of year and we really appreciate you tuning in. Well, it's a pleasure to have Eric Winkelhofer here. And you may have heard the phrase, think wink. It's one of my favorite phrases. And Eric is a member of the Winkelhofer family with Century 21 Real Estate. Eric, welcome to Slice of Life. Good morning. Thank you, Brenda, for having me. Always great to see you. And there's so much going on, it seems, uh, with the real estate market. And, you know, you've been in the business a while and your family has been in the business even longer than you. So um, how is the current market looking, Eric, even though it's the dead of winter now or as we approach the winter season? Well, it's a little on the slower side, but uh, we have a shortage of inventory. It's been that way all year long. And the last couple of years, we're projecting uh, for 2020, it's going to be the same. Uh, but people are still buying, you know, all throughout the year. The interest rates are very good. They're under 4%, so it gives buyers a lot of buying power. Um, you know, getting your house ready, um, making sure it's priced, priced properly is a, a huge key. But um, people are still buying. What are some of the things that people should do? You know, I've heard the phrase, Eric, about staging a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost strikes me as a little bit disingenuous. Like, is it are you trying to hide something? Or is it something that you, you try to do to make it look better? Um, anything to sort of facilitate the sale. Is that something you recommend to your clients, whether they're buying or selling? 
Well, the the TV shows are about 95% right as far as uh, staging and having your house being clean. Um, Nobody wants to move into something that's, you know, a wreck. And if you want top dollar, um, decluttering, doing things like that are um, a big importance to, you know, putting your house on the market. Um, Listening to your agent um, come through. They'll do a walkthrough with you. Um, most of them will be pretty brutally honest, but it's it's not to be mean in any stretch. It's to try to uh, get the house properly prepared for when it goes on the market. You know, I've heard things over the years about uh, you should bake an apple pie or cinnamon yeah. rolls or something, all those little techniques to kind of make it more inviting and welcoming. Do you buy into any of that or do you think that's more gimmicky stuff? Well, smells can be a, a big turnoff to people, especially True. if it's pet smells. Um there was an old uh, trick that uh, somebody had mentioned years ago to me was take a little vanilla and put it in a little tinfoil and put it in the oven. It makes it smell like cookies because everybody likes cookies. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, just having it's really not rocket science. It's, it's pre- <laughs> pretty common. You know, you want your house to look as nice as possible. Um, I always let people know if you were out buying and you came to your house, what would you think? That's a great way to look at it because so, it's hard to be objective about your own property. Yes, you're you're very biased about that. Of course. And everybody has a different style of cleanliness and decor. Um, so, you know, a lot of people will say put your personal stuff away or personal pictures. I think a little bit of the opposite. You want it to be homey. It is your home, and the next people that are going to be there are going to want to have that. So being able to have them feel and see that I think is a good thing. I think so, too. You don't want it to be a sterile thing. And you, Correct. Then, again, it makes you wonder why is this looking like somebody doesn't really live yep. here. So um, when you talk about pricing, though, Eric, to me, that was always the big question. How do you determine a value for your home, especially in light of the current market? So what's your advice for people who are perhaps thinking about putting their home on the market in 2020? Yeah, it's super important in today's market because um, we do have a shortage. We uh, do recommend that you're you know, hire an agent, have them come out, do a market analysis of your property, which is a mini appraisal. And we have to follow the guidelines of what the appraisers follow. So we're looking at comparables that are no more than six months to a year old. They're an apple to an apple comparison. So what a lot of people are doing in, in the marketing strategy, in some cases, they're almost underpricing, not a lot, but just a little bit. And it's generating that auction atmosphere. And we've all heard about the crazy offers uh, that are going on. And a lot of that has to do with what's going on at this particular time of the year. If uh, January and February are light as far as our weather is concerned, you're going to see a lot of houses come up on the market. If it's a normal Buffalo winter and it's a little you know, crappy out, um, <laughs> those people will hold off until March, April. And then that's our big time to really get rocking. If you're not under contract by the end of June and you have a family, we run into the problem with the kids getting in for school. So if, if it is a nice time of uh, January and February, we get a lot of houses on and then we're eating up half of our inventory for the March-April market. And so that, very, that's, it really affects how much you have to choose from. Correct. And that's where you get a lot of crazy, you know, outlandish offers. But doesn't matter what part of town you're in, what price bracket you're in. If you overprice your property, it's going to set. And then you're going to do reductions. And if you price it right, right out of the gate, it's going to sell faster and you're going to make more money. Do you find that it gives people pause if somebody keeps reducing the price? Um, it almost makes somebody suspicious about that. 
Well, sometimes we don't see it too much anymore because we have so much information um, via our MLS, the tax records. Pricing has become pretty good, but sometimes you get sellers that want to drive the bus and they don't listen to their agent, and then the house does sit on the market. And once it actually gets into its perfect price point, eventually then you start to get an offer. But if you do it the right way, with the market coming up uh, in the new year, you're more apt to get multiple offers and you're going to get more for your house. It really is a common sense approach, it seems. Pretty much. You know, uh, with today's day and age, you can find multiple websites where you can actually tour homes virtually and all Mm -hmm. of that. Do you still find, Eric, as a real estate agent, that people like open houses? You know, I always think of like Saturday or Sunday from one to three. Do people still do that? Um, There's a lot of people do go through the opens. I'm not a huge fan of them. I, I think you get a lot of tire kickers. Right. You get a lot of nosy neighbors that want to come through. <laughs> um, but uh, with the way that our internet has gone and uh, just with the changes in our market and our industry via the internet, we can put a ton of photos on there. Buyers can really get a good idea what the house looks like. And then they're not wasting their time or the agent's time or the seller's time going and looking at something that they're not really going to be interested in. That makes sense, too. We're talking with Eric Winkelhofer. He's been in the business for 32 years. His family has quite a legacy in this industry. His parents are both in it and are still in it, Mm -hmm. as well as Amy Winkelhofer, who you may have heard on some of our commercials with our Think Wink campaign. Eric, um, you know, you're a relatively young man. You've been in the business for more than three decades, though. It probably makes you shake your head. Mm -hmm. What are some of the biggest differences you've seen over the years as the real estate industry has evolved? Well, the technology has been absolutely huge. When I first started, we had microfiche, and then uh, we had uh, little note cards. Uh, We had ML books, which were like phone books, which some of the older folks would would know. Uh, And then the uh, dot matrix came about, and then we had one photo, and then it went to six photos, and now we're up to 35 photos that we can put online. Um, But there's just tons of different websites where people can go to to find out the information. Um, All the local real estate companies share all of our listings. Um, So you have to be careful with the Zillows and the Trillias. A lot of their data is not up to speed. So you're really better off going to the local sites and you really get the best information for that. But uh, even with the phones, with texting and uh, emails, um, the way that we communicate with our clients is drastically different. I, You know, I've noticed even, too, we replaced the door on my house, and now we have uh, just numbers that we punch in. Do you find that you don't even need these lockboxes for keys anymore? Well, the lockboxes are a little different. Um, years ago, we had the, like, high school combination ones. Right, and people right. would give out the combo, so it was very unsecure. Now we have um, some really nice uh, lockboxes that are 100% secure. You can only get... Uh, open them up with an, an app on your phone um, or a keypad and it's designated to the agent it actually sent it's bluetooth capable it sends a signal to a satellite it checks your info it sends it down and it opens up the box so wow. the Amazing. minute it opens it up the agent gets notified that somebody's opened up the box with all your credentials so it's much safer um, but we are going to the smart house scenarios now with the doorbells and the videos and inside cameras and security stuff so that part is very cool um you know, it's, it's another nice new thing that they've come out with. Yeah, it never gets boring, I bet, because you always have different things that you're learning things and Things are really changing fast, especially over the last five years. Now, Century 21 is a national name, and actually international. I've seen Century Correct. 21s in, in Europe, um, but Winkelhofer is local. Yes. So 
Century 21 Winkelhofer has been around for how long, Eric? Um, we're the oldest Century 20 in Western New York. Uh, all the Century 21 franchises came about in 1977, and they actually um, opened up during the week of the blizzard of 77, no believe kidding. it or not. Oh, my gosh. And um, so we've been with them um, all that time. So what makes your, your family business different? Or, you know, because you're up against a lot of competition in the mm-hmm. local real estate market. We all know who some of the bigger firms are. What makes Century 21 Winklehofer the place to go? Well, when my father started our company, um, he was uh, a big salesman. He started out with Murano and was one of their top sales uh, people and decided to go out on his own. And he just needed a, a name to get in the door for his listings and, and working with his buyers. And they provide us with a ton of tools, national exposure. But the nice thing about him is every company is independently owned and we all run it the way that we want to. And uh, our company, we're very family orientated. Um, we're born and bred here. Um, my parents grew up on the east side, moved to Williamsville. So we really service all of Western New York. Um, we have family all over the place and friends all over the place. And so do our agents. And um, we really try to make it a great experience um, for our clients because it's the biggest thing they're ever going to buy. Absolutely. And it should be, it should be fun. It should be, yes, right? Yeah. Correct. And I'm sure and it keeps it fun for you and your family. Yes. Uh, how many employees do you have at uh, Century uh, we're 21? We're about 50. 50. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's impressive. And of course, Think Wink is my yes. favorite saying. Yes, that was your creation, so we appreciate yeah. that. I absolutely, and it was my pleasure to do that. But the whole idea is it gives you a branding and a sense of identity, mm-hmm. right? You hear feedback about that. It sets you apart from the others. Correct. Um, I play a lot of sports, and uh, you know when your buddies are busting on you about that, <laughs> that it's working. Um, nice. So our, our agents really like it. We're really starting to you know, get it out there in the public. And um, our last name's fairly long, so it's uh, a nice nickname. And with your uh, collaboration, it's been a, a great uh, thing that we've gotten. Thank you for saying that, Eric. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention as we close that you are – the immediate past president of the Buffalo Niagara Association of Realtors, speaking of a mouthful, yes. the BNR, as we call it. Uh, and you had a one-year term, as is the case with every president, one-year yes. calendar term. And Eric, I, I wanted to have you mention, because I'm proudly wearing my bracelet, uh, every year the president has a particular charity that mm-hmm. you tout. And in this case, Eric Winkelhofer picked, is it the Lucky Finn Foundation? Um, it's that, and um, we're working with STEM Hub of Western New York, which is a, a local group, um, and it's for children with uh, arm disabilities or leg disabilities. Um, they create 3D imaged um, prosthetics for them. Uh, it's fairly new, but um, I have a very good friend of mine whose daughter was born with no arm from her elbow down, and we thought what a great opportunity it would be to um, sell our bracelets that we have. You can get them at our Buffalo Niagara Association of Realtors for 10 bucks. All the money goes towards uh, the foundations and awareness. They do um, rehab with the kids. Um, but it's been a really wonderful uh, group to be part of. And oh. we're, we're proud that we were able to do it. Great stuff. Kudos to you for that. This yeah. uh, bracelet has a hand symbol on it. And uh, I proudly wear it. I love it. And it comes in different colors. So that's great, Eric. And you enjoyed your term as president? Yes, it's um, one of the one of the nicest um, uh, accomplishments of my career and honor. Um, our family, uh, my father was president in 1983, and my sister was president in 2012. We're the only family in the history of the 115 years of uh, our board that we had three members of one family be 
a president. So it's been a huge honor for us. It was a awesome experience, and I'm really glad we were able to do it. And I we'd be remiss too if we didn't mention your mother, Judy, is also yes. very involved. She wasn't the president, however, but she's been involved in a lot of different committees, correct, and very active yes. uh, at the the Buffalo Niagara yeah, Association they, of Realtors. Uh, my father's president of our MLS currently as well. So uh, they're very involved in the board still and uh, and our company. That's great. Well, it's an active family who really knows the real estate business. What's the best number to reach you at, Eric? Uh, it's 634-6220 is our clearance office. And we also have one in Grand Island at 773-4833. And you can call either number and get connected uh, Correct. to either office. So 634-6220 for the Main Street office. Think wink, I often do. And Eric, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you for having us, Brenda. That'll put a wrap on this edition of Slice of Life. And in just a few minutes, almost, uh, we're counting down the minutes. The Bills play the Pats. Go Bills. Bring it home, boys. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN 1520.